Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtung Millwall. Here at the Den tonight, Mill have got Birmingham City on a when, cold Wednesday night, cold and rainy Wednesday night, that's for sure. Two changes to the Mill starting eleven. Um in uh, Steve Morrison coming back in for Tom Elliott who's injured. Morrison uh, didn't look like he like he was gonna be fit for tonight, but uh, fit enough to start. And also Marlon Romeo comes back into the side for Connor McLaughlin after Saturday's draw with Bolton. Um Romeo looked more lively when he came on, I think, and probably offered the team, offers the team a lot more as a whole going forward, especially at home in games where we need to be trying to attack a lot more. Um, you know, away from home you can sort of understand the McLaughlin selection a bit more, I think. On the bench it's Ben Amos, Connor McLaughlin, Ryan Tunnicliffe, Jem Carrick and Aidan O'Brien, Murray Wallace and Yuri Skalak. Uh, obviously no Tom Elliott. Starting eleven as a whole, we'll just run through it quickly. Archer, Romeo, Hutchinson Cooper, Meredith, Jed Wallace, Ryan Leonard, Sean Williams, Shane Ferguson, and then up front Steve Morrison and Lee Gregory. For Birmingham, just run through it in number order. Lee Camp, Christian Pedersen, Maxim Collin, Michael Kiftenbord, Connor Mahoney, Shay Adams, Lucas Jukovic, Harley Dean, Jax McComer, Gary Gardner and Michael Morrison, the captain. On the bench, Connell Truman, Mark Roberts, Craig Gardner, Omar Bogle, Josh Dacres Cogley, Charlie Luckin and Wes Harding. Referee tonight is Mr. Scott Duncan. Achtung, Milbein. Half time here at Den and it's Millwall nil, Birmingham City one. Um, tough to sum up that half of the lines, really. It's been very poor. Um, and I think that's being nice, to be fair. Started poorly, Birmingham dominating the game, causing all sorts of problems. I think uh, for the goal in the end, a little bit lucky in truth. Uh, Sean Hutchinson slips over, which allows, I think it was Mag Homer in. He fires onto the post and then it hits, Mer- hits James Meredith on the leg as he's coming back and goes in, it's unlucky, um, but Birmingham more than deserved the lead, Lucas Jukovic had a good chance to put him two up as well, should have done better with that, should have at least tested Jordan Archer, uh, struck it well over the bar in the end, but 
And, but, yeah, Mill have um, struggled to create any real chance of their own. Obviously, Ryan Leonard's red cars left them with a mountain to climb. On first view, I thought it was a bit harsh for a second yellow, but also I said, you know, he, he should know better than to do that. I've not really seen it. I've seen people on Twitter saying it could have been a straight red, so I'm not, you know, I'm not going to pretend I'm 100% sure on that. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just, it's, there's such a lack of direction from, from Mill and such a distinct lack of anything, really. Um, add the odd time coming forward, some decent link-up play. But the final ball's been lacking, and the, you know there's there's so much more needed from him in the second half. Need a huge second half performance here to get anything out of this one, which uh, I think solely based on that first half performance will be undeserved in, in uh, truth. They've been out battled, out fought. Even the likes of Lee Gregory, you know, you know, you know how he's normally working. He doesn't even look that interested, which sort of sums it up, I think, for Millwall. I don't know if Steve Morrison's actually won a header yet. Uh, he seems to have been out fault almost every time. Bar Shane Ferguson's free kick that, fired, that he fired over. I can't really remember the lines having a shot. And, you know, now, now down to 10 men playing 4 3 2. Tunnicliffe, Williams, and Jed Wallace in midfield. Been, been very slow, slow to react at times all across the park, that is, not just in midfield. But also uh, just in transition as well, very slow in transition. Just need to get from, from back to front a bit quicker, which made me all such a dangerous side last year and seems to be uh, none of that tonight. Second half can't be any worse than that first half, can it? Achtung, Milbein. Finished here at the den and it's finished Millwall nil, Birmingham City 2 in a... Uh, a rather uninspiring performance from Mill really. Never got going to a great extent and uh, they're going to have to improve in the coming weeks and they're going to have to improve sharpish because the, the way things are going, they're going to be banging trouble this season. Um, hard to pick out anyone who, who comes away with that from any credit really. Um, I don't actually think Ryan Tunnicliffe was that bad off the bench. Harry, you're going to hate me for saying that. He, he didn't have loads and loads of impact, but he wasn't that bad. Um, Jed Wallace, probably the, the only middle player who really threatened. Steve Morrison didn't really win a lot in the air, which is kind of sort of his job in the team now. Um, Lee Gregory didn't look himself and went off with an injury. Hopefully that's just a dead leg or something like cramps, so hopefully he'll be back for the weekend. Obviously Sunday's going away at Bristol City. Uh, Sean Hutchison also had to come off. He's, he was bleeding quite badly through his head, so hopefully he'll be back. But he also hasn't looked himself of late, in truth. Murray Wallace came on uh, for Hutch, headed wide at a corner, but Barlett didn't have too much to do, and what he did have to do defensively, he, he, he didn't do a half bad job. So it's, hard, it's hard to see where the, where the next win's going to come from for Mill already. Um, yeah, this, is, this was a big period for them, still is a big period. Next few games, playing a lot of teams in and around them, have to start picking up some points from that. You know, Hull, uh, Hull's two games away now, I think, and need to get something out of that on the 8th of December, I think it is back here. But it's just. It's, it's uninspiring from Millwall and it's one of those performances where you just want to get home straight off the full time whistle. I, I wanted to go home at half time. Um, but got to keep going and we're going to keep getting punished for it, I think. Birmingham actually not didn't look that brilliant themselves, if I'm honest. Um, okay defensively, a decent going forward, a couple of, couple of tough wingers, uh, uh, very good wingers, McComer and Mahoney. It were particularly causing problems in the first half, but 
it's just it's just Mill have got to deal with things better and they're getting exposed at the back far too easily. Nothing like the defence of last season that was I think ended up third or fourth best defence in the league. It's nothing like that this time around. I just I just don't know what what you say now if you know Harris, you can't keep saying the same thing and that is what it's gonna end up being to an extent. You, you can only say you can only put it so many different ways. Obviously looking at Sunday, you know, Ryan Leonard suspended as well now after that red card because he's not gonna get anywhere on the appeal with that. Uh, I don't actually know if they can appeal it because it was a second yellow, but it's just it's just a pretty horrible situation to be in right now if you're Millwall. <laughs> and, um, you know, I've, I think I sound almost depressed in truth. It's probably because I am, but got to do a bit better against Bristol City on Sunday. Hopefully, Lions can be out their first away win since April. I, I can't see it myself, but come on, you Lions. Achtung, Milbein. All right, big welcome on the show to a welcome return guest, Tony Thomas. Welcome back, Tony. Thanks, Nick. Thanks very much. In miserable circumstances, mate. Um, you were there last night. I watched it on the on the iPad on on iFollow, and there's a huge amount of comment online tone isn't there um about where we're at at the moment I, my eye fell on one one of them is loads and loads of tweets um everyone's everyone's out there and at it um but i like this one from phil clark um and he says is, is there a sense of something ending um the manager dictates style players are not responding and they look stale through listening to the same voices over and over um i mean obviously that takes us straight into the neil harris debate itself but I think also what I took from last night and I don't know where you stand but the the long ball seems to be at a conclusion the style of long ball football at Millwall has been well and truly found out and we only looked decent when we started passing the ball that that was the the key to it I suppose yesterday is that we looked completely ineffective for the first 35 minutes we didn't look up for it and then it takes for us to go down to 10 men to start adapting the way we're playing. Um, we start playing the ball around actually quite nicely at times. We, yeah. we showed that we can play the ball on the deck. I thought Tunnicliffe made a difference when he came on with that um, because he, he's, he's a player that is different to, to anybody else in the team in that he, he, he can run strongly on the ball um, and he's not afraid to go to either, either side with it. So from the centre of midfield, he can go either side and then give us a little bit more width from from the centre, which doesn't seem to make sense, but it means that we can over over overload one side and, and, and create a, an area where we can get crosses into the box, which is, you know, that's what the, the long ball game we play is fine if you've got players in and around the players that you're playing the long ball to. It doesn't work if, if they're isolated. Now, what we've got, even when we've got a big player on the pitches, nearly all of our goals this season have come from crosses. Yeah. And... You know, if you, you know, I can't remember the last time we scored a goal from outside the box. I can't remember a single goal this season we scored from outside the box. So no. set, piece, set pieces, every, corners, um, but it's not from open yeah. play. I agree. They're, um, they're, we're, we're, the, we're the England of, of, of uh, <laughs> except for we don't have Harry Kane up front, and no. um, we don't, we don't, we don't have anyone with creativity in the midfield, which is which is where we're lacking at the moment. I mean, the sentence that my eye fell upon was a sense of something ending, and I, I'm taking that. I know it can be read two ways. Whether you know, there's a big debate on Neil Harris, whether he is the right man for the club, and I want to leave that to one side. Maybe come back to that later. 
Um, but certainly for me, um, and I know you're a fan of Barcelona's uh, as, as well, Tone, but um, there is there is a sense that the long ball game itself has been well and truly found out. I mean, Birmingham came well prepped for us last night. I thought they kept us very quiet airily, kept Morrison quiet. I know he's returning from injury, like, like Lazarus almost, but, um, you know, uh, Jake Cooper also kept very quiet when, when it came to the aerial stuff. And if, without those two key components, our aerial game is non-existent. It is. I, I am a I'm a Barcelona member as well as uh, a Mill nutter. That's, um, that's, that's an odd combination, but I'll, I'll, I'll leave that there. <laughs> I can I can sell it to most people. Uh, similar, similar styles of football is certainly not one thing that, that draws the clubs together. Um, we I wouldn't necessarily say it's been found out because I'm pretty sure after the first. Well, even when we came up, teams knew how we were going to play against them. Mm. We we have not changed the way we've played since since Neil's taken over. That's we've played a similar style of football, um, and I don't know necessarily whether it's been found out. What has been um, lacking is that for me the desire to, to to play in and around that. And that's where we haven't been at the races. Bolton the Bolton, the Bolton first half. And the first 35 minutes yesterday were just abject. It, yeah. it doesn't matter what style of football you're playing. If the players are not buying into the system that they are, and that, that might be where it, it's ending, that the players are fed up of playing a certain style of football. They showed that they can play the ball on the floor. Um, and that's where it's, that's where it's difficult. Um, because it, it's all well and good saying, you know, we're going to... The long ball's been found out, but that's not the problem. The problem is... Last season, we had wit from both. Yeah, we had Jed Wallace on the right wing. We had Marshall on the. We had Marshall on the left wing. Yeah. that's when we looked really dangerous because we can attack from both sides. Now they're stopping. They're stopping. They all they have to do is double up on on Romeo and uh, Wallace on the right side, who does switch. But whatever side Wallace goes on, they double up because they know they can't get beat, beaten in behind. So what what teams are doing against us consistently is having a very high line. Yeah. And that means even if we do win the ball, it's only it's it's not in a dangerous area, and it means that it's not falling to anyone on the edge of the box. It's falling to someone 30, 35 yards out, which is which is no good to nobody. Um, so I don't know whether it's necessarily been found that it's, we're only being able to track down one one wing um, because of the lack of having two two speedy wingers on on both sides, as well as the fact that um, we're now unable that teams are playing higher up against us and so to, to negate that that's we don't have anyone in we don't have anyone in the, in the squad really other than Wallace that's got lightning pace in an attacking in an, in an attacking way so even when Aiden comes on yesterday like, comes on yesterday he's someone he's a number 10 you know someone that could be good in and around the box but he needs the ball there yeah and, and we're not we're just not getting the ball in and around the box enough as far as you know there's a lot wrong but you know, you said about Neil Harris. Uh, Neil Harris is the man for the job. No one out there is better for Neil Football Club than Neil Harris. And I strongly believe that. Neil will find a way of, of turning it around. He's learning on the job. He's been in it for a decent amount of time. But we've said about things coming to an end or eras coming to an end. You know, managers are able to, to, to turn the tide. And, and I'm fully behind Neil no matter, no matter what happens. Um, if we went down, we went down. I'd back him to get us back up again. So, you know... Uh, I can't say any, any stronger. Was I disappointed yesterday? Was I gutted? Was I disillusioned with what's happening at the moment? Of course I was. But do you not think that, you know, Neil's in the changing rooms thinking exactly the same thing. But, you know, he's the man getting paid and he, he I, I strongly believe he'll turn it around. 
I, I do I do think there's a sense, despite the abject first half, uh, first half an hour, up until um, sending off, that, I mean, I, I wouldn't even say that turned the game particularly, Tony, because I felt the game was lost inside that first half an hour in, 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 in more practical senses, because we were looking toothless. Uh, obviously, then Leonard gets sent off. But, but on the on the other hand, Birmingham were running riot for our defence. I mean, the, the, the winger, Magoma, I think his name was, was, was yep. going for our defence... Like a knife goes through butter. Um, that that is worrying. I, I, I just think we're, we're 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 we've got the worst of all worlds is to be fragile in defence and toothless going forwards. And I think that's the position that we found ourselves in in that first half. But just to go back to the hope parks, I did mention some hope. Um, we played a lot better in the second half when we started keeping the ball on the deck and passing. And the players looked like a burden had been relieved from them, despite the ten men. You know, the disadvantage of being down to 10 men. It looked like they want to play that way. Well, well that's why I'd say, ironically, the game did turn when, when we went down to 10 men because we started playing football yeah. and we were the better side at that stage. You know, the Birmingham fans were getting on their players' backs but not attacking. And we, pin, we pinned them in really well. It was a mixture of them dropping deep like we normally do when, when we've got a lead. To be fair, they, they fell foul to... To the Millwall tactic of defend your box when when you've got a lead and and what we didn't do is take a chance that you know Cooper's got a chance where it's about bounced back to him and but we don't we didn't create enough chances we had a lot of pressure but we didn't create enough chances um, but but second of all the de- defensive laps, it, lapses is something that do, does need to be addressed you know we we based our our run last season on being very tight yeah. at the back being very solid and and this season we've you know too many individual errors and a, a manager can only legislate for that so often where he's playing in his team he's he's set them out for a certain way and then players like Hutchinson who's been absolutely superb and everyone will know what what a massive fan of him I you know the first goal is he's he's, he's He's got to clear the ball. He doesn't. And then he, he slips and he's in behind. And yeah. you're thinking silly little mistakes like that. It's been happening time and time again. You know, where individual errors it happened at Bolton, where we didn't get punished um, on Saturday. Defenders not def- doing their jobs properly. You know, Meredith looks looks off the pace. Yeah, Hutchinson. he doesn't look right, does he? Williams and, and doesn't look right to me. In, in they don't be, no, they don't. And they don't, they don't become bad players overnight. They, you know, that it's not something that's happening in training and then people will put it down to the manager, but that's, I don't think that's the case either. It's just the case of when you're on a bad run, when things are going against you, you see going into work becomes that much harder. The pressure becomes a new, and we're, we're a tough crowd to play on though. You know, the, those players got booed off at half time and it, did they deserve it? Yeah, probably they did deserve it. Did I boo myself? No, I don't, I don't actually no, do No, I it, don't do that, but I, know, I understand the, those the, that do. But yeah. I can understand the frustration that, that causes that and the players feel it. You know, the, you know, Harris did make a good point in terms of our away, our bad away form is putting pressure on our home form. But for me, you've got to turn that negative into a positive and say you've got to take our home form away rather than looking at it the other way around because we've got to be going more than anything. I don't. I've said it so many times that we have to go at them from the first whistle. We've done that in the second half. Yeah, we did. But for me, you yeah. think, why, why did we not do that at the start of the game? We've got to be hungry to, to say, this is our this is our, our home t- turf or wherever we're going away, This is, we are Mill and we are coming at you. That is our game. We're going to put full pressure on you. Gregory traces down, everyone follows him and we put pressure on teams. And 
even if it's we sit we come back into our own half and put pressure as soon as they come into our half that's what we do but there's not enough intensity and that's something that needs to be addressed more than anything else it's that question of fire in the belly and Gregory actually is an interesting player to to select who's on my notes here because I thought in the first half I would never ever say that Lee Gregory doesn't look interested but he wasn't on his on his best game in the first half um, second half he was a, is a man transformed in all honesty I thought he, he really he became the Lee Gregory that we we know and love and, and so did one or two others as well I mean Wallace obviously in this free role where he's go anywhere cause danger where he can probably suits his his game but the the difference between the first half and the second half spiritually well, that wrong word perhaps but the way they approach no. the yeah. the game's tone is was so remarkable that I, I can't give a, a, an adequate explanation I can't see how you can be that dire in the first 45 and down to 10 I know that always in, induces a siege mentality but we were playing decent football in the second half up until the second goal which killed it and I don't get how you can be so transformed by that that change in style unless the players don't believe in the long ball game themselves. Well, well they might not believe in the long ball. And they might be, you know, players, fans, you know, the media, they all look to, if there's a bad run of results, something's got to be the issue. So yeah. it, whether, it's the, whether it's the long game, whether it's the um, lack of wingers, whether it's the defensive errors, that, you know, we, we talk about football because that's what we do. You know, that's what makes it the best sport in the world. And, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we, we look for something to, to be a reason why, but it might just be, you know, it's, it's a bit of a bad run. The players are not feeling as motivated or as happy as they are on the pitch. And our, our <clears throat> another thing our, our team was built on last season was the spirit. You know, it's the team spirit of them fighting for each other. And, it, you know, that's why I think maybe the sending off and the referee helped us in a way, because he kept giving the 50-50, the 60-40 decisions against yeah. us, yeah. which builds the, builds the no-one-likes-us in the crowd. It gets the crowd into it, because the crowd first half, we were as dire, personally, I thought we, we was as dire as the team were. You know, and there's a, there's a case to be made in terms of who should set like One who feeds off. from the other time, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah I know what yeah, you mean. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And we, did, we didn't get the, the, the crowd. We, the crowd weren't going, and the players weren't going. No. Second half, the referee got the crowd into it by... Or some abject refereeing, which then creates the atmosphere, which then the players feed off. Then they start to feel like they're being hard, hard done by on the pitch, which makes them run a little bit harder. Um, I saw Jed Wallace at the end. You know, he got absolutely poleaxed. And then literally, I thought he was going to headbutt the referee. You know, People wouldn't have seen it on the TV, but he literally was running side by side with the referee, chasing after the ball. But the referee was running in the same direction, and he looked like he was absolutely just going to lay one on him. And he was, he was, he was so frustrated with it. Yeah. And that's that's Millwall, isn't it? That's what we feed off that kind of. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Wise, the wise, or why is it always us? Wise, the Siege mentality, the emotion of the place. We, we, we wouldn't have it any other way. No, well, that's, that's what, you know, with our budget, with who we are, with the amount of uh, money we spend on players and the weights we've got, we need something to, to stand us apart. And that's why our, our home form has been so good because of the, the emotion that the place creates. But on the flip side of that, and every Mill fan will know, that then can be toxic for the home side yeah. when it's not going well. You know, it's, it, I've, said, I've said so many times, forget about the away players for, for a second and the away fans. Our own interaction with our own players, if we're behind you, is, is second to none. I don't think there's a better ground in the country when, when, when the fans are behind them at the den. And, and most of the players that have ever played for us have said the same thing. But equally... They've also said it's a very tough place to play when it's not going well because you will hear it and that it is be, and yeah, it spreads. Yeah. You know, agree, yeah. would, are you going to run the extra bit when the fans are on your back? Some do, some don't. We've got a good squad in terms of it was built to prepare them, prepare them to deal with a Millwall crowd, and so that I feel like that's why we will turn it around. But we're just not we're not creating enough chances. We're not we're not showing enough quality consistently, you know, and, and and also we're not getting a rub of the green. You look at Norwich, Norwich is a good example where we played, you know, we played, played well, really well against It phases, Norwich. yeah, I agree. Yeah. Re, re, spells of, against the, one of the top teams in the division and we and we were very unlucky to come away with, with nothing from that. And then, all right, we've had two, you know, everyone, anyone going to the den on Saturday against Bolton, that is a, a, a game where it's all set up for us to foul. In all, in all honesty, Bolton are going to bring nobody. There's going to be no atmosphere. It's going to be a game where we should get up for it. We should be rolling teams like that, but we don't. You know, but you, you'll get a Leeds down there or a, a team that are flying high and they bring a decent away, and then all of a sudden our players are lifted and, and it's a different type of performance. I don't but think we're terribly... I think mean, we're terribly far off where we were last season at this stage. No, I think two points. We had yeah. two points, but we had a massively good run. You know, we, we, there's no way we are replicating the run we had at the end of last season. That's just not going to happen. It's, there, there's, it's, 
so although yeah the comparisons with last season at this stage are are there there's that's fact where there is absolutely no chance we are going on the run you know what 22 games you know unbeaten this is not that's not going to happen you know no, we were we were just we were on fire last season but with recruitment in january is going to be massive because another thing that's come out of this is how our, our squad was small and it worked last season because we were very lucky we've been with 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 the lack of injuries we've had we've been hit this season and you know just ironically you know Bradshaw's been sitting on the bench all year as as a game where he'd have you'd have started on Saturday against Bolton and he's and he's picked up an injury and you just think it's just no it's, it's, it's just law that's not, cursed it's not luck, really going it? our way no. yeah well it is it's, you know we would talk about cursed luck and you know it's, <laughs> you know it's doom and gloom at the moment at Millwall we, it's it's hard it's hard to be positive but I believe in these. I do believe in these these, these players. And I do believe in his manager. And I do think that there's something about them that will turn this around. And you know, if, the more we can get behind them, the more we can back them, the, the better it will be. And and you know, we've just got to, uh, like you said, I, I hope Harris does look at. And I was disappointed that he put Morrison up front yesterday, who's who was off the pace. He was, you know, and he was getting thought, getting riled all game. He was talking to the referee constantly yeah, because um, because he gets frustrated, trying with too hard, and also yeah. he's trying he's trying too hard, and he's probably frustrated at his lack of goals, his lack of impact on a match because that's not him, that's not his game. He likes to be, you know, the centre of attention. He likes to mm. have the away fans and the away players just or or, or the opposition players looking at him, you know. Getting in their getting in their face, and he and that's what he he he, he builds his game on. It lifts him, and he's not really been able to do that. But I thought, I thought Gregory and O'Brien should have started. I felt O'Brien's done enough in in a like a more of a number ten role than a two two players up front, just to link the the, the centre of midfield with being up front. You know, I, I yeah. just think we need someone to be in that pocket on the edge of the box because how often do you see? The ball gets played back, and the ball's into the box. It gets, it gets dropped to the edge of the box, and we've got nobody there. It happens so often. We need someone sitting on that D, like I said, to have a shot from outside the box when the ball does bounce our way, and we're just we're not getting it at the moment. I think Aiden could play that role behind Gregory if he's fit, because but it's looking like he might not be fit for uh, for Sunday. Aiden also takes us away from the more natural long ball approach tone, doesn't he? As well, I mean, there's always there's more of an inclination to keep it on the deck and mix it up a little bit. I I, I want to add to the listeners that I have no particular aversion to the long ball game as long as it's mixed in with um, you know a, a mixture of approach, and I think that's where we're at our best when it's retained as a as a weapon to be used on an occasional basis, not this relentless approach. And I think we just become predictable, well, and that's that's. Yeah. Well, well, the thing is, what hasn't helped the, the the long ball backing, I suppose you could put it, is that Bolton we were forced into changing our way of play because yeah. Elliot went off injured, yeah. so we didn't. We had two smaller men, so we started playing football on the ground and looked better. Yeah. And then yesterday again, we were forced into playing the ball more on the ground because we had ten men, we had a different formation, and we looked better again. So, is that? there's going to be a reason for that. Is it because the players are buying into it more? Is it because they feel like maybe things are not going our way so we've got to step it up? Maybe is it because the crowd are getting into it and getting on their backs? There's, there are different reasons it could be or maybe they should. we should just be playing that way. Maybe we should be playing that way more often. We're still going to be dangerous from set pieces with balls into the box because Cooper, when he's not got two players holding him down and, and somehow officials are not seeing it, <laughs> um, 
when 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 it, when when they don't when when it's one on one he virtually wins that ball in the in, in from a corner or a set piece every single time. Yeah. Um, if I was a def- like if I was a defending team, I'd, I'd be saying that all, every single week. You've, you you got to have two players on Cooper, and one of them's got to be holding him. You no, know, <laughs> slyly, whatever. You've got to be doing that, and teams have wise up to it because he's what, he's got the most amount of assists, or he did have the most amount of assists for defenders in, in, the, in the league. It's ridiculous. I know there's um, a d- debate about VAR in the game and the rights and wrongs of that, but I sometimes think at the den, you know, where we were always cursing referees tone that, um, and you you know you make a good point there about Jake Cooper last night. He did have men on rugby tackling him, and you just think, well, that might might help it to our advantage a little bit. I'm just looking at the spine of the team. Is it, each one's had question marks over them one way of the season. Archer, Hutchinson last night beaten for pace to, for the opening goal. Williams has looked sluggish. And obviously Morrison last night um, coming back from injury. Um, but they're all searching for form in their different different ways, aren't they? Each one has a, an issue that's got to be resolved somehow. And I think at the not, moment, not just the we're spine. in that dip. Not, not just the spine. Other than, other than Lee Gregory... Every but every other player in that team's had had questions asked of them this season. You know, I think Jed Wallace showed yesterday that he's probably come through that. Good character, Jed and, Wallace. And, I, I and, like Jed. And yeah. Marlon Romeo. Yeah. And Marlon yeah. Romeo. I think yeah, Marlon, Romeo again was was a shining light yesterday. But everybody else, there's been questions asked, and that is for for a number of reasons. It's for a lack of form. It's for a lack of um, anyone showing any kind of class whatsoever. You know. Uh, consistently, you know, they've done it in pockets. Mm. We've looked good in parts of games. No, even not said at Norwich. We look good at parts of the game, you know. But we're better backs against the wall. We seem to then step up. But we don't. We shouldn't be in a situation where we're in the firing line. We've got a hood over our head, and then we decide to fight back because we're always likely to then just get shot in the head. We need to be fighting before we're in that position, and that's what we did so well last season. We were fighting from the first whistle to the last. It takes a lot out of the players, and I understand that that's not easy to do. But for, for for us to be successful to any degree, and what defines success at Millwall, as far as I'm concerned, if we stay in the championship, that's a successful season for Millwall. Yes, yeah, until survival. we can yeah. stay 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 in this division for a few years, because you, the teams we're coming up against now, other than Rotherham, who, who's a small team in the championship? You name me a, a, a team other than Rotherham and us that if they if they, if it's not successful, they've got they've got more than twenty thousand fans there. You know, yeah. it's, it's a big it's a, league. It's a big city league. It's it's an expensive league to to compete in as well. It's the sixth biggest league in the world for, and every single week, you know, we're coming up against teams that that are bigger it's attendance wise. But what we what we have is different to everybody else. You know, Birmingham are a proper working class club. Mm. You know, they're proper proper fans, yeah. sing with passion. You know, that adopt a lot of the same mantras that we do. And I, I, somehow they managed to get the, the most amount of arrests. I was I was pleased, like, pleased to be told by a Birmingham fan. You know, like he's got he's got it uh, he's got it on, framed on his wall that they. Well, got they got the stuffed by Villa, so it's nice to win something, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, although we can't, they they did, but but you know, proper fans. We've got a lot of that in this in this division, and it, it, this we need to stay here. You know, we cannot drop. If we drop down with our budget. We don't. We're, we're in. The, we're not even. We're in the, we're top in the six mire. Sometimes in. Yeah, we're, we're not even in the top six in League One, though. But that, that's the problem. So when we go down, we're not the biggest fish in the pond. The January's so looming, Tone. January's looming. Yeah, the the window opens. Money. We need. To, we yeah. need to bring players in. What you for? Where are you going to strengthen? You're strengthening defence. You're strengthening midfield. Or are you going to go? 
you know, I'm just looking at the two lone players. We've got Tom uh, Thompson at uh, Pompey and Fred at Wickham. Um, would you recall them? Bring bring Tomo back, bring Fred back, and Jan, or leave them where they are. It's a, it's a, you, you, I've seen a lot of again, like you on Twitter and YouTube, um, a lot of people saying about Fred and, and uh, Tomo coming back. Fred, I don't think Fred's ever going to play for me at a proper level. Well, he's, he's scoring, but he's scoring it, at Wickham, listeners. He's not scoring in the he, championship. And, and it's and it, I don't think he has the mentality to play at Millwall. I don't think he wants to be at Millwall. No, That's I, my I opinion. Think, I think, I, I think yeah, I've, right. ba- I've backed him a lot, um, and I don't like. Well, I, I backed him when he's getting booed, and I don't like any Millwall player getting booed individually for not signing a contract. Mm. But I don't feel, in, you know, in my heart, I don't feel like Fred wants to be at Millwall. I don't think he, because of what he'd got previously, I think he's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder and he'll be like a Lewis Graben. He may well be successful, but he may well be like the dozen other Millwall players like Connor Wilkinson that have gone elsewhere and done absolutely nothing. So Fred's not going to come back and play in a Millwall team. I don't think so. I think he's happy. He's happy at Wickham. He's happy at Wickham. He's happy at Wickham and he might have found his level. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think that's, that's it. Ben's a, Ben's a difficult one because he's he's playing he's not just, he's playing in a good Portsmouth side in a in, in at the top of League One. I was going to say yeah, he's top of the you, league at the moment. If you look at league <laughs> positions, yeah, well, if you look at league positions, they're what four four places behind us. So yeah, it's not yeah. it's not a great leap for him to then come back into our team. The problem is there is a big step up in quality between League One and the Championship, and I don't know whether at the moment I. If, if it's a good thing, you know, Ben's on loan, he's doing well, he's playing every week, let him do that. You know, let him see out the rest of the season with a success, don't let him go, then bring him into the fold at the start of next season. That's my opinion. In terms of where we need to where we need to strengthen, um, I feel, I, I feel like it's Dow Winton Supermarket Sweet. I feel like we've got to put everything in the trolley. You know, we need a bit of everything. Everything. You know, <laughs> Yeah, that's we, we, I, I'd have a keeper. I'd have a defense, I'd have a centre. I'd have a. I, I think centre back would probably be okay. Although um, as long as we don't lose them, they need mm. a bit of what's it called? A bit of love. But we certainly need more backup at, at, at wing back because we've only literally got Romeo and Meredith. In my opinion, I don't like Fergie playing at left back. He's better as a left midfielder. And Conor McLaughlin showed on Saturday. That he's he, not he, up to this level. I don't think he wants to be at Millwall either anymore. I think he, he, he doesn't. No, I, he we, need, we need Ben. I'd have Ben Marshall back as a winger. We desperately, more than anything, need pace in our team. That's where we need to strengthen. Whether it's pace up front, whether it's pace in the midfield, we need pace to play the way we play, or any way we play to play at this level. You need pace, and that's why people would say you bring Fred back. But Fred hasn't got any quality with the pace. You know, Fred, he's, Fred he's lacks the. He lacks the football, lacks, the football intelligence. The yeah, you know, you got to know what you're yeah. doing. Otherwise, he you're back to um, to play at Millwall because really? you know you see it. You see, you see it a lot. It takes a lot for that kind of winger kind of player yeah. to play at Millwall because you are you're, you're silly. You're closest to the you're closest to the fans. The fan the fans want you to be successful every single time you do. If you don't track back, he's not, he's a player that doesn't track back. He's a player that doesn't put himself about. So you have to be very good to play at Millwall. And not do those kind of things, and get and not hear and and then be able to take the grief from the fans because, you know, you've seen it like James. He reminds me a little bit of James Henry without the quality on the, the final ball. You know, so, yeah, yeah. James, yeah. You know, James was a good, that, a good strike on the ball. Wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, it was a better strike, a very good set piece specialist, and a very good cross with the ball. But he had a bit of pace. But what he used to get a hell of a lot of grief because he didn't do the the donkey work that that you that you expect at Millwall, and that's something that. Fred Warren, I, I, he, unless he gets that part of his game going, it's something he doesn't do either. 
So we need pace. We need pace up front. You know, there, there are players that... Um, Scott, we have to take lower league strikers. There's no, We're not going to be spending money on big... On, Superstars. I don't, I don't no, want no, loan. No. I do not want loan players from other clubs. Forget about that. You know, loan players come in, you've got, to have, you've got to have an identity with Millwall. You've got to want to play for Millwall. I don't want you coming on loan and you, and, and you spend the rest of your... Like, you're at Arsenal or Chelsea or Tottenham. And I know it works, it's worked a couple of times. But, what you know, what... For, sounds silly but Fulham have gone up you know half their team last season was made up of lone players yeah and they've had to buy in what 22 players and spent yeah. over 100 million just to try and compete and they're what they're in the bottom three in a premiership you you can't make your team up of lone players and what we've done really well and what we've done really well is kept our own team together and we need to strengthen with a bit of pace with with someone that can a, a, a natural goal scorer that can play with Lee Gregory um, because that's the future, you know. That's what we got. And that's what we thought we had with Bradshaw, but for some reason we we stuck with the, the the big man, small man up front, and we didn't adapt our game to to maybe how we should be playing. You know, we we we, oh, we need to keep Gregory. We have a quick goal scorer in and around him, and you know that that would be a lethal partnership because keeping you, you think, as long. Keeping Gregory, I think keeping Gregory, I think is going to involve breaking club policy and offering a decent contract over the age of thirty or whatever. You know, there's there's this one year rule, isn't there, which has yeah. come come down on tablets of stone from from Charlton Heston in the sky, you know, throwing them down. And but yeah. we, we, to to keep Lee Gregory tone, we're going to have to break that policy because you know, word is he wants to get back up north, family, kids, and the only way you're going to keep him down here, uh, and, you know, keep him interested is to is to make it worth his while. And and I, I we need him. I can't. I can't see any well, benefit to but, letting him go. Well, then break it. You know. You know. I, I, I very much doubt you ask every single meal fan in a pub or on the train station, and you go, or, or in the den, and you go up to him and you go, "Do you want to keep Lee Gregory?" I'm pretty sure ninety five percent of those people would say they would snap your hand off. Be a rare yeah. person would say no to that question. I mean, it's... no, I'd eat him. I'd eat him. <laughs> um, <laughs> As long as he weren't a child, you know, my son, you know, I'd let him get away with it. But anyone else, no, you, you, verbally, I didn't verbally. Even verbally, you can't, I like it. Anyone that anyone that doesn't want Lee Gregory at our club is 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 a is a fool. There's no other way of putting it. I'm not, I, you know, everyone talks to their opinion, but he's necessary at the club for what he brings. He brings far more than goals to the team. Is he is he the best natural goal scorer in, in, that, that's ever played for us? No, he's not. But is he a player that epitomises what I want to see in a Millwall shirt? Yes, he is. And if you get a goal scorer alongside him, he'll start scoring goals as well because they'll create for each other. And he's been put under pressure because he's expected to be the person that scores with goals. He's not really that type of player. He's someone that can play as a partnership. And that's what we and that's what I thought we was getting with Bradshaw, but we just didn't play him. And that was a mistake. And I think the more time goes on, we'll see that as a mistake. And until we get Bradshaw back, we need to... But to buy a striker up front that can play with Lee Gregory, and then we, and then we start playing football in and around the channels to get the balls across, to so for first time finishes to, to score goals. So nothing major. Strength from the whole squad. Uh, stick with yep. the new playing style. Lee, keep Lee Gregory. <laughs> keep Lee Gregory. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and find find a bag of the net more often. Apart from that, we should be fine. If, if, we, if, we, if, we score, if we score more goals and start conceding less goals, I can guarantee you we'll be turning the, we'll be turning it around. There's no other way of putting it. Who'd be a football this, this manager? Squad will do it. Yeah, this squad, this squad will do it. Believe me, this squad will turn it around, and and so will Neil. Neil will get to those players. There's no better manager out there. I've heard Mark Warburton and 
no one no one understands the club better than Neil does. And I agree. I, and, I agree. Mill fan, Mill, Mill manager needs a chip on his shoulder. A Mill fan, a Mill manager walking off the ground at Brentford needs to give it back to the fans. You need to do that as a Mill manager. I don't want my manager to be shut to be shutting up. Do you know what I want our players to be doing though? Absolutely surrounding the ref like every other championship club does when we get bad decisions. We seem to just take it. Yeah, we're being you know, too mild. We're being too nice. We're too mild. We're, we're, we are being too mild and too nice. And I, I, I think they've been the players have been told that. You know, they've been told don't get in it, but it's not working. You know, we need to go at a. Uh, you know, I want to see Neil. Uh, to be fair, he did harangue the the fourth official yesterday a couple of times, but you know, laughable decisions where someone's like Morrison was pushed in the back two seconds afterwards. He's pushed someone in the back, and there's the foul given. And you think that it, it, yesterday got he got silly in that second half, which brought the fans into it. But um, that's what we need to do. We need to make it a little bit more of a, you know, he Harris talked about it last season about the nasty place to come. Mm. Well, the players on the pitch need to, to to make that as well. You know, it needs to it needs to be uh, I don't know little niggles here and there, and 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 getting in the refs here, and you know, just making it. I don't know, making it a bit... There needs to be an animosity in it. Yeah, there needs to be an atmosphere there and and we've, we've lost that a little bit. We need to get that back. That's great stuff, Tone. Really appreciate your time today, mate. Miserable miserable result, but let's uh, on to to Bristol. Son, did you fancy us at Bristol? At the moment, I don't fancy us anywhere, but that doesn't mean we (laughs) could... You know, because I'm not going on Sunday, I've got to coach my under eight. Because I'm not going, that means, obviously, we're going to win. So... I'll be I'll be happy to be checking my phone on Twitter, checking the updates, and and gladly see us come away with with a two 0 win. And Neil Harris will put his fingers up to the fans, and say, "Look, I told you I'll get these boys going. We we've got it in us, but we need something to turn around." And then you know our season could could kick off. It's not going to be the same as last season from the two points that were different this no, year. Survival, but we yeah, we, we can do enough. We, we there are worse teams. You know, we can have come to the den. They were awful. You know, not Ipswich, awful. There are there are Bolton awful, even though they we made them look better. You know there are there are worse teams in this championship, and we've just got to get ourselves together. Because that, I was thinking yesterday, you know, um, I, I rank the teams that have come to the den in terms of how good they are. You know, yesterday's first half performance, we we were the bottom of the teams that I've seen at the den this year because that was just awful, and that cannot be allowed to happen again for the rest of the season. So let's hope it doesn't. Big thank you to Tony Thomas for coming on the show. Thanks a lot, Tony. I really appreciate it, mate. All right, Nick. Thank you. You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 